the sit, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken, Matthews in it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Yes, thank you very much to you, Julian, and welcome to This Is Your Football Life. And this is heard right around Australia. And John Noel William Newman was born December 22, Richie, 1945. 300 game player for Geelong from 1964 to 1980 and 110 career goals. Geelong best and fairest in 1968 and 1975 when he was captain. Australian Football Hall of Fame, Geelong Football Club team of the century and represented Victoria eight times. Sam, it's lovely to have you on the program and thank you for your time. And thank you, Rex, and some of those games with you as vice-captain, me as captain under Polly Farmer. Uh, The great uh, Polly Farmer. Before we start off at the very, very beginning, when when Nan and Nogger Newman gave birth to you and you first became interested in football, what made Farmer such an attraction to you when he crossed the Nullarbor and arrived at Geelong? Because you weren't even at the club then. You were a schoolboy down at the grammar. You were actually the boy at the grammar. That's right. I was... uh a keen Geelong follower, and my father said that uh, Bobby Davis had recruited Graham Polly Farmer from Perth, and uh, he was playing in a practice game. We had been down, the family at the head of the river on the Barwon River in 1962, and he came over and played a practice game, and I said to my father as I walked into the ground, which one is Graham Farmer, just as this man rose from the back of the pack at a boundary throw-in and palmed the ball down to someone. And I said, don't tell me, that's him, isn't it? Yeah. And it was. Uh, and, and just what a, what a player. And is it fair to say, before we go to school, uh, on you as a young boy, that he was your role model and you actually, uh, you know... Modelled? Modelled yourself on Graham Polly Farmer to a certain extent. Well, I uh, think a picture is worth a thousand words, as they say, and I watched the dexterity of the man, the way he was never beaten, the way he went about his craft. And uh, please, I'm not putting myself in any category that would resemble his, but I thought that would be the way to play. It seemed to be almost bulletproof, and I uh, tried to, by watching him, follow what he did. And um, I, well, I lasted for 18 years, whether I had any success or not, for in the eye of those who saw me, but um, I did think he was effective. And I think you were pretty effective too, because I've seen you uh, both as a vice-captain, as an opponent, and as a commentator. Okay, when... In your life, when you were a high jumper and a 400-metre sprinter and a, and a sportsman and a pupil at the Geelong Grammar, where your dear old dad, Nogger, was the uh, was a headmaster, wasn't he? No, he wasn't a headmaster. Was, was he a master of he, something? He was a housemaster. Housemaster. At uh, various stages, he was there for 45 years. Yeah, so, so what stage of your teens or earlier than that did you think, gee, I'm OK and I like footy and I wouldn't mind having a go at this? Well, I... Like footy, I um, uh, was a good schoolboy footballer and Bob Davis and Leo O'Brien came out to the grammar just after I'd kicked 18 goals at centre-half forward in a public schools match against, mm. can't remember which team. Fair return, uh, Sam. Pardon? A fair return. Depends on 18 the... 18 op- from centre-half forward. 
depends on the opposition. You've still got to kick him, Sam, but we haven't got enough time to talk about the blokes trying to kick him today. But you kicked 18 and uh, Geelong wanted you. It's simple as that. That's correct. And uh, they said, would I like to come in in 1963 while I was at school and play the last three games in the reserves? Gave me absolutely seriously. Gave me Polly Farmer's training jumper as a sign-on fee. Yeah. And I accepted that gratefully. Went in, played the last three games in the reserves from school. And then the uh, semi-final and the grand final in the seconds, it was called in those days, while I was at school still. The seniors won the premiership, of course, in 63. And then I started proper in 64. Now, in 1964, you played your first game at the Brunswick Street Over, which was the home of the Fitzroy Football Club. And uh, legend has it that a schoolmate of yours actually takes credit in getting you on the ground by yelling out, get Newman on. Now, is there a little bit of uh, poetic license error, or is that fair dinkum? Absolutely fact. I was sitting on the bench for... uh Ironic, isn't it? Yeah. I uh, sat on the bench for the first game I played, and I sat on the bench for the last game I played. <laughs> but I, you didn't uh, have the white boots on in 1964. No, uh, or, or a brain. <laughs> well, um, so-called. And um, I sat on the bench for about uh, three and a quarter quarters, and this bloke, a friend of mine, a chap called Grant Woods, he'd come to see me play, a school friend of mine. I was at school with him, and he kept yelling out, Put Newman on. He's right behind the coach's box. They coach sat on the <laughs> ground in these days, and there was Ron Hovey and Bob Davis and Tom Morrow and Chairman of Selectors and John Hyde and Roy Foster, who was the boot stutter. And uh, this bloke kept yelling out, Grant kept yelling out, Put Newman on. And Bob would get up out of, out of his seat every now and again and turn <laughs> around and look to see who was saying it, and he'd sit down again. And in the end, uh, Grant wore him thin. He said, Put Newman Take that dressing gown off, Bobby said. Put the boy from the grammar on. He said, I can't stand it any longer. And on I went, and uh, the rest, as they say... Is history, and it was fanning him unbelievable. Uh, you, you're very close to Bob. Uh, there's no doubt about that, and we, we all mourned his passing, you know, uh, a few years ago. Tell our people who don't know the legend of why you are called Sam Newman and, of course, not John Noel William Newman, though that you prefer Sam. And where did this come from? Well, I don't necessarily prefer it, but you don't have a choice once you're <laughs> stuck with the moniker X. Um, people think John Newman and Sam Newman are two different people. Um, Bob and I used to watch, so did half the world, I suppose, watch a show called The Jackie Gleason Show. And Jackie Gleason had an orchestra leader called Sammy Spear. And uh, Sammy Spear would play the orchestra and lead the orchestra with the baton. And Jackie would say after his monologue, a little bit of travelling music, Sam, and away we go. I came into training one day and said to Bob, a little bit of travelling music. And he said, and away we go out to training, Sam. And that's how it started. I know it sounds pathetic. No, it is not pathetic. I think the same show a lot of our older or more senior members of the community would realise that that was the launching pad of Frank Fontaine Uh, with the crazy Huygen, crazy crazy Guggenheim. Hiya, Ralph. Hiya, Mr. Dennehy. Anyhow, we better get on with this before they turn us off. 1967 was a great year for Geelong. They played in a grand final uh, against Richmond, but earlier in the final series, you were having a fantastic season, you know, as a young ruckman. Um, And the thing about it is a tragic uh, knock on the on the back saw you go into the rooms can you can you recall exactly what happened and tell us how you ended up in the rooms and out of the game of the first semi-final in 67 
Yeah, I went for a ball in the first quarter, about 10 minutes into the first quarter, and slipped, and a chap called Con Britt need me in the side. From Collingwood. Yes, yeah. need me in the side. And um, ruptured my kidney, and in those days... You didn't was... know that then, did you? No, The, the I, doctor uh, actually sent you in. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't know that, and uh, in those days they were very averse to taking you off the ground in the opening minutes of a game because there was no interchange yeah, once yeah. you're off you're off well, you're and off 19th yeah. and 20th man so i was uh, taken down to the forward pocket and i was standing there uh, bleeding internally which i found out later and uh, was so sensitive to touch and i remember the late len thompson brushed past me for a ruck throw in at a boundary throw in and the sensation that went through my body was extraordinary so Gee. it took me off the ground and took me into the rooms and le le left me on the on the rub-down table in the rooms, and my father came what in. What do you mean, left you? Well, we'll just have a look at you at half-time. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, They so, wouldn't do it today. But so old Nogger uh, just decided to wend his way down into the rooms to see his boy. That's right. And and, and, uh, and is it overreacting to say, thank the uh, whoever it is that yeah. we pray to, that he actually did? Well, uh, without being too dramatic, I was uh, bleeding internally, and I... Um, uh, went to the urinal to re relieve myself and my father helped me to stand up and it was just pure blood so they put mm. me in the back of the ambulance and I remember them taking my uh, uh, boots and uh, hadn't even had my, taken my boots off uh, prior to that, taking my boots and my jumper and my uh, football gear off with my mother and father in the back of the ambulance and so I was taken to the Alfred and that was it, yeah. And... and, and uh You've conveyed to me before, uh, just privately, but we're going to make it public right here now, that you actually were semi-conscious and you heard a conversation yeah. between the surgeon and uh, your father and uh, along the lines of how did it go or uh, how mother, did it go? Yeah, uh, as they, uh, on the trolley, they push in through those uh, plastic flapping doors into the surgery and the operating theatre and my mother, I remember my mother saying to the doctor, how is he? He said, it'll be touch and go. Because I'd lost, uh, had my blood supply replaced twice in my body. And, um, well, much to the chagrin of probably the community, I pulled through <laughs> and um, spent that summer in 67 convalescing. Farmer, the great man, left in 67 and I took over the number one ruck spot in 1968 for the first game. So I spent the summer recuperating. And in 1968, away you went as the number one ruckman for the next decade down at Cadinia Park. And uh, a departed friend of ours, Tony Charlton, and another departed ruck, uh, uh, ruck uh, opponent of yours, Jeff Leake, just uh, captured the very essence of this young Geelong ruckman in full flight on the field. To attack behind the pack, Newman. Newman has played a magnificent game. He could be a... Well, he is a potential for a Brownlow medal, Tony. There's no doubt about that. So what happened to the Brownlow medal? Jeff Leake didn't muck around. At those particular days, I first met Jeff Leake at Parkdale when he was selling Neptune petrol. Neptune. And I first met uh, Tony Charlton at a recital of the guests on 3AW on his Saturday afternoon program that went further than the program. But what a what two great fellas, absolute gentlemen, but they were pretty impressed with a young John Newman from Geelong. It's nothing being immediate, Rex. <laughs> uh, if you play well on a particular day, people very quick to say that you're a star yeah um, 
then they go and watch the next week play and they say, that star is not as good as we thought he was. So I suppose I was playing a good game that day that they said that. Uh, Brownlow's? No, I was... Uh, I, I probably didn't qualify for Brownlow's too much. I was more... I think dissent was by the thing that uh, I used to argue a lot with umpires because... It's a bit like John McEnroe. I never thought that I did anything <laughs> to cause a free kick and used to uh, indicate that to the men in white. Now, don't get worried here, Sam, but this uh, program is sponsored by the Tobin Brothers, and that's yeah. not 3LO, you know, who you and I used to give a fair pacing to. I still remember the day that Smooth Booth came in, and it just happened to coincide with his apple at lunch and the fact that the Tobin Brothers had beat 3AW by about a, uh, a bee's diaphragm, and uh, you gave him a nice old serve. But they were great days, but that was the end of Smooth. He just couldn't take it. Uh, no, it was... Uh... <laughs> All's fair in love and war. The rivalry was good. I don't think we ever took... Well, I'm sure we didn't take ourselves too seriously. No, we didn't. And um, maybe the others did. I'm not sure. But they were good days. OK, I'm talking with John William Noel Newman. You know him as Sam Newman. And now you understand why they introduce him on the footy show as the 300-game veteran from Geelong. And every year, hundreds of people take out a fixed-price funeral plan. And you listen to this, Sam, I'm with Tobin years. Brothers Funerals. And by doing that, they have the peace of mind knowing that regardless of how long they live, the price they pay today is fixed forever. And I might be able to get you a special deal here, Sam, because you've been very good to us today. So why not celebrate your life with a fixed-price funeral plan from Tobin Brothers Funerals? Without harping on the fact of uh, the absolute crippling ankle injuries that you had, when was the first time you did your ankle uh, that resulted in you carrying that injury for the entire career of yourself? Ah, yes, it happened... Uh pretty early in my career and through the course of my career over 18 years I had seven ankle operations and um, which resulted in missing plenty of games I mean I often mention the fact that I played for exactly the same number of years as Kevin Bartlett and played exactly 100 games yeah. less yeah because uh, I missed the equivalent of five years through injury and most of them ankle injuries so, yeah um had a an artificial ligament, I think the first in Australia to be put into my ankle, um, a Teflon or some ligament, they said. That was the first they'd ever done uh, in the 60s, I think, and uh, had six others after that. OK, out of the break, we go to the footy show, we go to 3AW, we go to life after football for one of the stars of the game. Thanks for joining us right around the nation. We're chatting today with John Sammy Newman. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. So we continue on our chat today with Sammy Newman and it's great to have him on board here. This is your football life. I've got an inkling that my club, Richmond, had a bit of a nibble at you after I went from Geelong back to St Kilda. I reckon that was before the 1976 season. Is that true? That's correct. I reckon it was more than a nibble. I reckon it was a dirty, great big bite. Yeah. Why didn't it come off? Well, the late Tommy Hafey and Octa Wilson, Caroline's father, um... And Graham Richmond uh, contacted me or contacted my solicitor, I think, in those days and said they'd like to have me on board at Richmond in 76. I was the captain at Geelong and was living in Melbourne in those days. 
And, um, well, uh, you had to get a clearance in those days or if you stood out of football for a year, you could go automatically. Richmond said they'd pay me well handsomely and they said they'd also pay me to stand out of football. And I said, well... I wasn't into standing out of football. I liked playing the game and I had nothing against Geelong. I just lived in Melbourne and the travelling was terribly demanding because I lived out in Donvale and it was starting to get a bit more professional in those days. You had to be there three or four or five times a night, a a, a week. Yeah. And um, it was getting a bit taxing and I was working uh, in a business with Doug Wade and there was a lot of travel involved in that. Anyhow, I uh, said I wouldn't... Uh, stand out of football so that sort of fell over Um, I went back to Geelong with two weeks training and played against South Melbourne at the Lake Oval with the new coach Rodney Olsen at the helm he demoted me quite rightly so as captain because he didn't know if I was going to be there and replaced you with Uh, replaced me with uh, very good question Rex Ian Nankervis I was going to say in Nan Curvis. Yeah. I thought his initials are in Nan Curvis. Thought it might have been a bit later. Be, before but you actually went back and were coached by Rod Olson, I'm pretty sure that the head of the VFL at the time, Sir Morris Nathan, who was married to Sir Lady Nathan, actually rang you and said, "I don't want you to take this to court, son. We don't uh, need any publicity." Was was that along the lines? Uh, that is correct. Have yeah. I told you that before? No, you haven't. I just made that up, and I just thought, "Gee, here we go." You know, just like my fishing. I, I never told. I've never told anyone that. Sam Newman, it's no a secret throughout the football community that you're not a great fan of today's game. And uh, let's now get to the footy show because on the footy show a few uh, years ago, you made it uh, without any doubt a highlight of the fact of what you thought of the game and you actually asked what's happening to the game. You know how they used to say, go in hard for the ball. I see said, go in reasonably hard for the ball. Don't make too big an attempt to get it, but just wander in and see if you can snare it. And what happened? I got Shanghai. No, don't interrupt me. I'm outraged. Fair dinkum, what has happened to the game? And what has happened to the game? Because I reckon, Sam, with the way you played the game, not myself because I was just a gentle giant, but the fact of the matter is you would get nowhere near 200 games, let alone 300, if they started to wipe you out for the things that were just natural in the 60s, 70s and 80s. Look, that is true, but of course uh, the game evolves, Rex, and you learn to play with the rules of the day. And of course we would adapt. Um, We would play how you're meant to play these days. I just am suspicious of why the game is headed the way it is. I don't think the AFL are coming clean. Not that they have to, but I don't think they're actually telling us why they're doing this to the game. And in my mind, there is no doubt they are trying to make it softer. Mm. The game is tough. but They're they're bowing to to minority groups, Sam, like in all facets of the world. They're bowing, in my opinion, to make the game look less dangerous to the parents of young boys who are going to be the backbone of this competition. So they'll push them into playing football rather than guide them over to soccer or, now wait for this, rugby league. Rugby Mm. league, at least you look at who's going to hit you. You you face people in rows and you train your body for that particular contest so no one comes from the side or the back you just see who's going to hit you yeah. or for basketball or hockey or any other ball sport or baseball and 
the other thing about it is that in this litigious society, people think that players, if they get king hit, and rightly so, are going to take the competition to court. My answer to that is that if you get king hit through a cowardly motion through a cowardly act on a football field, I don't think you take the competition to court. I think you take the individual to court. And yeah. uh, that's why they're trying to do it because the American Football League has now, the NFL, have got hundreds of people who have played that game suing them for injuries they've received when they think they've been dealt with unfairly. Chatting to Sam Newman on This Is Your Football Life across Australia. It's great to have him on board. Have you personally been surprised at the success you've had as you approach, uh, you know, the 70th year of your life? Success. Yeah. Um, Well, considering you won't say it, you were nearly broke. Uh, You were diagnosed with prostate cancer. You've had uh, people punching it through flywire screens. Have you surprised yourself at your success? And are you proud of it? Well, we've just been living a... uh, Just a... a, um Interesting life, Rex. Um, I, I, I don't uh, give you this answer for you to uh, respond, and uh, or it'll sound a bit syrupy. But I, I don't know if I've been. I suppose I've been successful. I've been a survivor. Mm. We've uh, had a few. I don't know. I've been sacked from too many things. I've had a couple of goes, a number of goes at doing things. I enjoy what I do. More importantly, I enjoy the people I work with and have for all of my career on uh, in the media. Um, Success is uh, can be fleeting. Um, I enjoy it. I've don't know if I've worked hard at it. I've found a niche that I uh, I am good at in a certain way. But I think there's plenty of people, particularly my family and some of my close <laughs> friends, who think they'd rather me be successful in a different aspect of uh, public life. But that's the way it is, Rex. You've got yeah. to be yourself. And if that's me, well, uh, I can understand my family being a little concerned. Oh, well, we'll just might have to put up with that. Attending a funeral at any one of Tobin Brothers' 21 chapels is now just a phone call away. Those unable to be at a funeral in person for reasons of illness, cost or tyranny of distance, one of your words, Sam, can still be there in voice by recording a telephone tribute the day before the service. For more, for more information, go to tobinbrothers.com.au or call 93737000. Sam, our time together is fast coming to an end but I just have to just ask you one more question after I play this rendition of the Geelong Football Club by John no, John Noel William or John William John Noel William John Noel William Newman We are Geelong the greatest team of all We are Geelong we're always on the ball Play it again, Sam. Goodness gracious me. Are you disappointed? I'm pulling these out of my hat. Are you disappointed that you're not on The Voice this year? Out of your hat. Um, (laughs) On The Voice, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Geelong. Uh, People, could I just say this? If you don't say nice things about your club every time you're asked about it... You're in headlines. You are headlines and someone... You are accused of having a chip on your shoulder or uh, having sour grapes. I have no reason to have sour grapes at Geelong, if you think about it. No, oh, no. Uh, we've. You are where you are today because you played league football. I am where I am today because I played for Geelong, and uh, it bemuses me uh, the way you can't critique 
something that you used to be part of as long as you're objective and not subjective yeah. um, but uh, we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't say it as it was at well, the time. Well, you, you've been absolutely magnificent in giving us your time and it's been terrific having a chat and thanks for being my special guest today, Sam, on This Is Your Football Life. Thank you, Rex. If you'd like to hear extended versions of this interview, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Football Life.